killing the world as they prove to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there. When I'm killing, I'm always proving it's the same. Yeah, the hottest podcast out there. Oh, yes. Very informative. When I'm home, Tim, I'm always tuned in for days. He has the hottest podcast out here. When I'm home, Tim, in the world, I stay tuned to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there. shame to it uh, for during the course of this entire campaign um, let's let's just be straight up honest uh, they were beat in a stand-up fight on October 7th by Hamas and they were humiliated and that humiliation is carried over into this operation that's taking place this operation has very little to do with actually trying to accomplish legitimate military objectives and everything to do with exacting revenge on a helpless Palestinian people, because that's what Israel is up against. Uh, you know, Hamas, after carrying out what I call the most successful military raid this century, because it wasn't an act of terrorism, what Hamas did on October 7th was a classic military raid with classic military objectives, and they accomplished them all. Then they withdrew to prepared positions. That's the final act of a raid. Their prepared positions have to be un happen to be underground. Um, as they are wont to be if you want to survive with Israeli air supremacy, etc. Um, and Israel has gone into Gaza knowing that they're not going to close with and destroy the Hamas enemy through firepower maneuver in classic military terms, that they're going to instead carry out collective punishment against the citizens of Gaza, the innocent Palestinian people. And um, they're not even hiding it now. In addition to these horrific visuals i mean you know raising the flag over a hospital really these israelis that put the flag above the al-shifa hospital they should be ashamed of themselves i hope that their pictures are taken that their faces are recognized and broadcast around the world so wherever they go to try and get somebody to buy them a beer for being a man for raising the flag instead people will spit in their face because that's all they deserve 
if they can walk out of Gaza alive, because this battle ain't over yet. Hamas is still there. There's a lot of fighting left. George, I don't want to sound like I'm glorifying war. I'm not. My ideal solution right now is a ceasefire that brings an end to this conflict, gets, gets the Israeli troops out of Gaza, gets peacekeeper troops in Gaza, and gets humanitarian supplies to the people that so desperately need it so that the international community can get, begin the business of talking about how do we make sure that this never happens again. That should be everybody's priority. It should have been Israel's priority on October 8th. Not to say how do we exact revenge? How do we prevent this from happening again? How do we prevent an October 7th from ever happening again? Because everything that's transpired since October 7th has turned international opinion away from Israel. Had Israel taken a different stance on October 8th, a stance that said, we understand why this happened. This is painful for us, but we need now to recognize that the Palestinian people have to have a homeland. The only way to disarm Hamas is to give the Palestinian people a homeland. And then Hamas loses its right, its need for militancy. But that's not what Israel's doing. They claim they're trying to defeat Hamas. But understand this, Hamas isn't just fighters to be killed. It's an idea. It's an ideology that has taken root now. If you wanted to kill Hamas, Israel, you're doing the exact worst thing because Hamas now is being embraced by people who never would have embraced Hamas. The idea of Palestinian statehood is now mainstream like it's never been before. George, George, this is the greatest defeat Israel has ever suffered and they don't know it yet. Look, the... the Haiti is the site of the first and only successful slave revolution in history. Haitians won their independence from France in 1804 and immediately abolished slavery, becoming the first place in the world to do so. It was also the first state to outlaw racism in its constitution. Haiti was a beacon of light for the world and it was punished for it. It was punished over and over again by France, by the US, through a series of coups, invasions, occupations, assassinations, through relentless meddling and crushing debt. They were determined that this beacon of freedom would be extinguished because it presented a bold challenge to the dread logic of capital and empire. But the Haitian people kept fighting through. Theirs is a light that never goes out. And so it's still being punished. The meddling goes on. If Haiti is a mess, and it is, then Europe and the US are to blame. If we want to support the Haitian people, and we should, we'll stand up to the US, the world's bully, tell them to get out of Haiti and get out of it ourselves. Hamas is a much better organization, a much stronger organization, a much more capable organization, a much more professional organization than anybody had given them credit for. What they did on October 7th was one of the most skillfully executed military operations in modern history. Uh, literally a David attacking a Goliath, which is sort of ironic given who they're attacking. But um, they have planned for the Israeli. The Israelis have walked into a Hamas trap. The Hamas trap is very complex. It's not just about the military situation on the ground. It's about the geopolitical situation globally. Hamas has won this war already. Has already won. Why? Yeah, when you see tens of thousands of protests in Hundreds all of them. thousands, yeah. millions around the world. It, it, Hamas has flipped the script. No one's talking about October 7th. That's the strategic mistake that Israel made. 
Just like the United States made a strategic uh, mistake after 9-11. When the world would rallied around us, instead of taking advantage of that to destroy the ideology of hatred by promoting a balanced approach, a diplomatic approach to defeat you know, Al-Qaeda uh, by letting others defeat them, we said we will do this militarily. And look, Al-Qaeda has not been defeated because killing Osama bin Laden, killing Zuhawari, killing other Al-Qaeda leadership doesn't destroy the ideology. The bombing we've done made Al-Qaeda stronger and spread even more. Israel is made the same mistake. Had they, on October 8th, secured the border and then asked the question, how did this happen? Why did this happen? And we want the world to rally with us as we seek to find a solution to this. There would be millions of people in the streets today demonstrating in support of Israel and against Hamas. But Israel did what everybody knew they were to do because it is their doctrine to do it, to bomb. They have not destroyed Hamas. Hamas has planned for a 90-day campaign. They have sufficient resources underground for 90 days of fighting. We are 30 days into this campaign and Israel's already losing. Israel may be making progress above ground, but as every Israeli commander will tell you, we control nothing because you can't control above ground when below ground is Hamas, just like standing on an anthill. All you do is guarantee that the ants will come out and sting you and bite you. That's what Hamas is doing. It's a death by a thousand cuts for the Israelis. Every day they lose more troops, more vehicles. They secure nothing and they haven't even begun to move into the actual heavy urban areas. The Israeli army has lost. The Israeli politicians have lost. Benjamin Netanyahu is lost. He has no, no one has confidence. As we speak, there's demonstrators in front of his residence calling for his resignation. Normally under wartime conditions, the nation rallies around their leader. Israel is not rallying around Bibi Netanyahu. He is a criminal. Remember, there's huge corruption charges that he avoided by rewriting the basic law to do away with an independent judiciary. He's the man who said, I am Mr. Security, but he was asleep on October 7th. So was his army. So is his government. Israel is a nation that is in absolute chaos because of the incompetence of Bibi Netanyahu. They aren't winning anything. They're losing everything. This is a huge victory for Hamas. I just this weekend finished rereading the 9-11 the commission report. Went back to that. Going back through Richard Clark's testimony, going back through the, in the, you know, the months leading up to what happened on 9-11, uh, security information being handed to the highest levels, to Condi Rice, etc. And it was fascinating to go back to that and think in terms of what we're seeing right now in Israel. Do you draw, I mean, you were there in the heat of it all. Do you, do you draw any parallels what happened on 9-11 ahead of time, you know, the ideology of what happened before October 7th? You know, the, the problem is I, I don't think, I mean, there, there, first of all, there is an absolute parallel between the failure of intelligence. Uh, we know, for instance, on 9-11 that we were collecting adequate information to uh, draw a conclusion that uh, Al-Qaeda was preparing to attack us. To see, I even put a report, a presidential daily briefing in front of the president saying that very thing. But the failure was uh, a lack of imagination on the part of the politicians who didn't want to undertake the the difficult decisions uh, you know to to 
you know, act on this information. The Israelis were collecting all the information. Every tactical collector will tell you we were reporting up the chain of command that Hamas is getting ready to do something, uh, that Hamas is, you know, something's happening. They even knew the date on the night of October 7th. The, I mean, October 6th, October 7th. The senior Israeli leadership was meeting the head of intelligence, head of the military, uh, because they had reports from Israeli intelligence that Hamas is coming over that night. They're like, what do we do? Do we call the alarm? Well, what you at a minimum, what you do is you call the frontline troops and say, stand to, stand to. I mean, get everybody out, put them in their gear, get them online, get them ready, get the spotlights out. The enemy's coming over the fence. It's time to repel borders. Um, they're like, no, 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 don't raise the alarm. We'll talk about it in the morning. Well, they were talking about it in the morning, but they were talking about it in a different way because it became true. They were taken by surprise. That's the failure. These the, the big Israeli problem was that they had fooled themselves into believing that Hamas was incapable of launching this kind of attack, that Hamas had bought into the notion of governance. Well, go, Hamas was governing. What does a government do? <laughs> Clayton, I mean, this is just a simple question. What does a government do when their people are oppressed, when their people are tortured, when their people are bombed, when their people are arrested? raped, murdered. A government stands up and defends them. So Hamas is a government dedicated to serving the population that elected them in. And that service is to liberate them from the Israeli oppressor. What happened on October 7th was the purest form of governance because it was a government stepping in and standing up and fighting on behalf of an oppressed people against an occupier that refuses to change the way it does business. And now and I'll get you out here on this guy, which is the, you know, the total destruction of, of Gaza. So, you know, images being shared this morning showing the comparison between Hiroshima and Gaza. And it, you'd be hard pressed to tell the difference when you look at these images. I mean, which, what's what, what city's what? Um, and now the millions, there's all sorts of plans and rumors and, and speculation, I guess, but different plans that have emerged 500,000 to, to Canada. Uh, you know, being pushed out into into Ireland, into the into the deserts. Will the Palestinian people ever come back to the Gaza Strip, or is this done? I don't think the Palestinian people are leaving Gaza. I think they're there to stay. I think the Palestinian people would rather have all two million of them die under Israeli bombs than be turned into a diaspora. Uh, that is a defeat for Palestine, because once you leave, you will never come back. You will never come back because the world doesn't care about you. The only reason why the world is talking about Palestine today is because Hamas attacked on October 7th. And the only reason why the world is turned on Israel is because the Palestinian people have stood there and say, bring it on. We got this. Yeah, they cry. Who doesn't cry when your children are slaughtered and butchered? But these aren't the people who are surrendering. These are people who are becoming stronger and stronger and stronger in the face of the Israeli aggression. The Palestinian people won't leave Gaza, it is Palestine by the way, because to do so is the defeat of their cause. They are committing some of the greatest acts of bravery by refusing to yield to Israel. Um, people blame Hamas, but stop blaming Hamas. Start blaming Israel. 
Hamas isn't dropping the bombs, Israel is. Hamas is standing up for the rights of the Palestinian people. It's Israel that oppresses these rights. You know, for people to sit here and blame this on the people of Palestine, you're being used as human shields. You can't be used as a human shield in your own home. In your own home that has been occupied by Israel, dominated by Israel. You aren't a human shield. You are a prisoner in an open-air concentration camp. So, no, I don't think you're going to see anybody. Look, even the King of Jordan, who has, who is as closely linked to Israel as you could possibly imagine, has said that the eviction of the, po the population from Gaza would be tantamount to a declaration of war and Jordan would treat it as such. Israel has lost Clayton. There will be a lot of fighting left. There will be a lot of destruction. Um, there will be a lot more death. But Israel can't flip the script on this. They have gone down a path that inevitably leads to their defeat. The question is how great this defeat will be. Um, because at the end of the day, there's going to be a Palestinian state. The longer Israel continues this conflict, the less control they'll have at the negotiating table where a Palestinian state is created because the scope and scale of their defeat and their humiliation would become apparent to all. The big thing that Hamas is a much better organization, uh, much. An Israeli heritage minister said in an interview that dropping a nuclear bomb on Gaza was a possibility. And he said that there's no such thing as a civilian uh, that everyone is basically involved in the October 7th terrorist attacks, um, in his words. So those 4,000 children, they are also part of this. They are also part of the attacks, I guess, these the 4,000 children. Let's try to unpack this because there's a lot of moving pieces this morning that I want to try to understand here. Let's bring in United Nations Weapons Inspector Scott Ritter. Scott, great to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. So Israeli officials today, I'll just kind of give you what their words are, Scott. Uh, these are not my words, saying Israeli officials today have called these civilian casualties. They're aware of them. They're calling them, a, quote, a the tragedy of war, end quote. They also say their response, which includes this expanding ground operation in Gaza, is necessary to root out and destroy Hamas after what happened on October 7th. So these 4,000 children... Let's talk about that number. First of all, do you feel confident in that number? Because what obviously people online will say is, how can you trust what the Palestinian Health Authority has to say about this number? Does that number sound right to you based on your own sourcing uh, and the upwards of 10,000 overall killed so far in these Israeli strikes? The number actually sounds low. Let's keep in mind that that number doesn't include the missing. Um, that these are the, the these are the bodies counted. Um, there are many thousands more missing. Uh, when a building goes down, they're in the rubble. Uh, for all those Americans out there that you know rally around 9/11, you know what happened with those buildings when they came down. How difficult it was to account for the numbers. Uh, it's happening right now. This is a uh, you know the, what, what's happening is a war crime of unimaginable. Um, uh, scope and scale. I mean, no, first of all, it, it is imaginable. It's real. It's happening. It's not unimaginable. It's right there in front of us, guys. They're literally leveling a city. They're leveling, you know, neighborhoods filled with civilians. This is the most despicable behavior imaginable, but it's not, it wasn't unpredictable. Clayton, Israel, since 2006, 
has articulated this very policy. Why is the world only waking up now to the fact that it is official Israeli policy to punish the civilian population of an entity that they have violent disagreement with? In 2006, the commander of Israeli forces in the north, when fighting Hezbollah, instituted what he called the Dahiwa principle. Dahiwa is a neighborhood in West Beirut that was leveled by Israel, leveled, flattened. They slaughtered the civilian population there because he said they will pay the price for Hezbollah daring to stand up and beat our troops on the ground. See, Israel can't do a fair fight, man on man, soldier against soldier. They can't do that because if they do that, they lose. The only way Israel can win is to collectively punish the civilian population in a vain effort to get them to submit. It didn't work in 2006. It didn't work in 2008 when they instituted the Daiwa principle on Gaza for the first time. 2010, 2014, 2018, 2020, 2021, and now 2023. It's been going on forever. The Israelis are the greatest mass murderers in modern history. That's the truth. So when you have this, what's being portrayed as sort of this errant uh, heritage minister from Israel who then Netanyahu suspends this weekend for saying they would drop a nuclear bomb on Gaza, that's not really an errant heritage minister. That is really a sentiment that is carried by many Israelis. I've spoken to a number of Israelis who've told me specifically they feel the same exact way that there is no daylight at all between Hamas and Palestinians in their mind, and they feel that there is no solution but the destruction and the wiping out of Gaza. Those are their words telling us that. Well, the only thing that this uh, minister was erring for was openly acknowledging the existence of an Israeli nuclear weapons program. That's what he's in trouble for, not for articulating in favor of the uh, death of Palestinian civilians. It's official Israeli policy to kill Palestinians officially. He would never get in trouble for that. Why? I mean, we have the Minister of Defense of Israel saying the same thing. We have the Chief of Staff of the Army saying the same thing over and over again. How if you if you didn't take advantage of the nice little leaflet dropped by the Israelis telling you to move south, you are treated as an enemy combatant there. That is an open, gross violation of international law. Why the United States continues to have diplomatic relations with Israel right now is beyond me. Because if any other nation behaved this way, we would sever relations, we would hold them to account. Uh, there would be hell to pay. But because Israel has literally bought out the U.S. Congress, and Clayton, this isn't anti-Semitism speaking, Benjamin Netanyahu openly brags about this. APAC openly, that's the American-Israeli Public Affairs Committee, the pro-Israeli lobby that dominates Washington, D.C. They openly brag about owning Congress. When the current Speaker of the House made his first presentation to a nation waiting for congressional leadership to resolve the numerous issues that befuddle our country. The first thing he said, the first order of business was money to Israel. So here we are with Israel behaving in the worst way possible and we do nothing about it. Shame on us. I mean, we, this is we know what Israel's going They've told us what they're going to do. They've done it. This is not unprecedented. It's what Israel does. It's so not what we do. 
Is the Biden administration then willfully ignorant about it? Because Kamala Harris this weekend, of course, comes out and says she posted an Instagram video where she says, you know, we're going to hold we're going to make sure that they're really taking care of and protecting civilians. We're, we're making sure we're monitoring that, making sure that they're going to protect civilians and we're working with them on that. And that's a concern of ours. Um, and we've heard that from a number of Biden administration officials at the State Department last week saying the same thing, that we're, we're confident that Israel is making sure that civilians won't be harmed in this. So that's it, Scott. That's all, you're, that's all you need to know. Kamala Harris has spoken. They're confident that no civilians will be harmed in this. Yeah, and yet we continue to fly C-17 aircraft into Israel, offloading the munitions that are used by the Israeli Air Force, flying American-provided aircraft to slaughter these Palestinian civilians. Kamala Harris is a liar, a hypocrite, uh, but she's a politician. Her lips move, she lies. Joe Biden, the same thing. Uh, look, I can guarantee you this, that it's some day down the road when, you know, uh, archives are declassified. You will be seeing uh, the hypocrisy of the Biden administration in full view as behind the scenes, they are having conversations. And I guarantee you what the conversations are. They're very critical of Israel. How can they do this? Bibi's gone crazy. He's gone wild. You know, he, he won't listen to us. There's nothing we can do. Well, there is something you can do, Kamala. Terminate all assistance to Israel. Terminate it right now. Tell the Israelis not another airplane lands until there's a ceasefire. And during that ceasefire, get all the humanitarian aid into, into Gaza that needs. And during that ceasefire, an American delegation will come to Israel and take over your targeting cell. You will never drop another American-made bomb using an American-made aircraft on Gaza unless we personally approve the target. And if you don't like it, we're done with you. That's how you take control. That's called leadership. But we won't do that because Israel bought Congress a long time ago. And now we're hearing that, well, Hamas is not destroyed. And when will this happen where they feel like they are close to wrapping up some sort of an operation to get Hamas? So U.S. officials this weekend, according to the New York Times, saying that despite massive bombing and this ground invasion of Gaza, the Pentagon believes that Israel has not come close, not even close, to taking out Hamas's leadership. So is this a, the New York Times sort of doing the dirty work for the Biden administration, painting a picture here that they're not, they're not anywhere close to the finish of this operation. They need to go into the tunnels. They need to do whatever they can. Can you talk about that, that sort of strategy and the sort of Pentagon sources leaking this to the, to the New York Times and we all get to read how Hamas is still out there? Well, it's, it's, you know, it's interesting to talk about sources. Uh, Seymour Hersh, who I consider to be a very good friend, just published a piece in the Substack uh, that makes it sound like Hamas is lost, that their their leadership has been destroyed, uh, that their food supply is turning rancid. They're going to all suffocate because of a lack of oxygen. Uh, that's a source speaking to, to Seymour Hersh. It's 100% wrong. Uh, Hamas, if people don't understand this by deconstructing what happened on October 7th. Hamas is a much better organization, a much stronger organization, a much more capable organization, a much more professional organization than anybody had given them credit for. What they did on October 7th was one of the most skillfully executed military operations in modern history. Isn't it strange that when you write and when you are taught, you hear only about a Holocaust, a one. What happened to your Holocaust that's still going on? You don't know about the Holocaust. 
with Dr. John, with um, Frederick Lugard and Dr. Jemison in what is today called Nigeria. With Goldie and others when they took over the colony. You don't know about the Holocaust with Leopold II, the Vanderbilts and the Pews and the, and the others, the Rockefellers and so forth, when they took over what was called Mani Congo in those days and changed it to the Congo Free State. How many millions? 22 million? Were exterminated. African women pregnant were placed in the middle of roads and three limbs put to both arms and then cut with the horses and split them open and the babies fell out as punishment that the men would see it. These are records. They themselves wrote not realizing that Africans will come later to revenge these causes. But that isn't mentioned as Holocaust in any of your textbooks. Because it was only Africans being exterminated. I don't expect enemies to say this, but I do expect that when you write and when you do your research that you use the appropriate term, genocide, Holocaust, wherever it applies. Is a political philosophy which has brought about the state of Israel, the so-called state of Israel. This, this political philosophy has nothing to do with religion. On the contrary, it seeks to confuse others and let them think that Zionism and Judaism is one and the same. I am a conscious African. I know properly my history. I know that Africa gave Judaism to the world. I know that the first Jews in the world were Africans. Not only do I know this, but I inform everyone who has doubts about it to read a book by Sigmund Freud entitled Moses and Monotheism as a beginning. Consequently, I know that Judaism and Zionism are not the same. Zionism had its first organizational expressions in 1897 in Bath, Switzerland, in Europe. Here was a man by the name of Theodor Herzl, H-E-R-Z-L. He was the founder of Zionism. He said that he was going to find the state that God promised the Jews. Listen to this very carefully. This man, Herzl, was an atheist. He had believed that there was no God. He said God did not exist. Now, how is it that the man who believes that God does not exist is going to find a state that God promised to his chosen people? I'm telling you, this man is Satan in disguise. Zionism is a satanic movement. It is devil. It is imperialism. It is racist. It has gone and taken the lands of the Palestinian people and through terrorism has driven them out. And through terrorism, it maintains its power. And the United States of America, with over six million homeless, sends to Israel billions and billions and billions of dollars everywhere to bomb Palestinian people while homeless people are here and unemployed are here. Zionism is going to raise this war and make the people of America become clear to us. Just talk, can we just talk, talk about where we're coming Before we get lost, let me your thoughts Can't get what we do without knowing Hey, what's up y'all? This is FaZe First of all, I want to thank the most high for all he do for us y'all Knowingly and unknowingly Second of all, I want to thank Jesus Christ for dying on the cross, bringing us back to the Most High Boozing. Thank you, Yahweh, and thank you, Yahweh Shai, for all you do for us, knowingly and unknowingly. I want to thank all my interstate and out-of-state people for listening, y'all. You don't have to do it, but you did it anyway. I got to sugar down, sugar down, 
Sugar down, down. I got a sugar down. Sugar down. Sugar down. So, fam, I'm just showing you a lot of information that's going on in Palestine and all this other the war and stuff like this. You know, we look at this and and look at it as Bible prophecies and things that are going on in the earth that we need to be aware of. The local news and all the other outlets are not spreading this information around, but you know, most of the news outlet and the media outlet is known by one particular people that's pushing all the narratives. So, um, you know, we always want to find out what's really going on and sniffing the surface. And we got to start really finding out crafty counseling. And those Jewish people have crafty counseling. And they crafty counsel is so crafty that, you know, they're doing things and pushing all these people out of the land for a reason, y'all. For a reason. I keep telling y'all, man, the earth is given to the hands of the wicked. And when you listen to this last podcast about my man between the Zionists and the Jews and all that, I hope y'all caught that, man. And if not, y'all need to go back and rewind the last episode. Because that is a strong meat on the bone, y'all. You know what I'm saying? He told you about the Zionists and how the Zionists, the dude that um, invented that Zionist, he was an atheist, didn't believe in God, but he went down there to that. So all this is Satan in the land of God most high and you seeing all this Satan all this I hope y'all getting this information man because the last because I was so when I heard that you know I ain't even stopped it I was like what so you know these people are wicked these people are no good so there are a difference between the Zionists and Judy we already know all of it is fraud because those are not the people of, of, of the book. We already know that. They are not the children of God. They are the children of Satan. And we already know that if my man had made Zionists and he is an atheist, how in the heck that he built all his policies and all this just to debunk the Bible and keep on pushing Satanists. So, I want to show y'all, I want y'all to hear something about how crafty council Israel is. You know, you hear that about the APAC, about how Israel <clears throat> in the APAC, you know, you hear that a lot in, in, in politicians, the APAC, and so that's Israel with all this money, like they said, buying up Congress. You heard a couple of, um, in my podcast that some of the congressmen especially handkerchief negroes got their pocket lined up just to promote Israel 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 you see this this is how how it's manifest and now the most I said until the revealing of Satan until Satan is revealed then the coming of the most high and we see this man 
we see that Israel and Zion is and all that other stuff and all this colonialism non-pigmentation non-melanating crafty council going on in this world that is not righteous but we're going to see how unrighteous these people are let's analyze you probably wouldn't know it but Gaza is rich gas rich at least 1.4 trillion cubic feet rich to be precise but there's a catch geologists and natural resources economists have confirmed that the occupied palestinian territory lies above sizable reservoirs of oil and natural gas wealth in area c of the occupied west bank and the mediterranean coast off the gaza strip to date the real and opportunity costs of the occupation exclusively in the area of oil and natural gas have accumulated to tens if not hundreds of billions of dollars Back in 1999, the Palestinian authorities signed a deal with British Gas. Just off the Gaza coast, they struck it lucky. And two wells were drilled. That's Gaza Marine 1 and 2. It was a multi-billion dollar gift from God. An economic boon, both home and abroad. This is one of the key messages here today. There will be gas available for export. And from my conversations with Palestinian officials, including President Arafat, it is clear that they have no interest in just sitting on a gas surplus. Fast forward to 2007, Hamas comes to power and Israel launches an offensive on the Gaza Strip, leaving behind 1,400 dead Palestinians, but taking with it the gas fields. Now, within the year, Israel announced the discovery of the Leviathan natural gas field, which did include Gaza's riches, all in all valued at $453 billion. Now, since then, Gazans haven't seen a shekel, or to be more accurate, they have been denied around $47 billion in revenue. As for Tel Aviv, well, it's gunning to become a new hub. This is a historical moment in which the small country of Israel becomes a significant player in the global energy market. The Memorandum of Understanding will enable Israel for the first time to export Israeli natural gas to Europe. And it is even more impressive looking at the significant set of agreements we signed over the last year, which position Israel and the Israeli energy and water sectors as a key global player. Let's just run through this then. At that moment in time, so we're talking 2022, Russian oil and gas were sanctioned. Iranian oil was sanctioned. Syrian oil fields were, and still are, illegally occupied by US forces. Now, the key port of Latakia was being bombed by Israel, and the port of Beirut, the, the gateway to the Middle East, lay in ruins. Enter this small country of Israel right here with its seas of gas, its working ports, an answer to Europe's problems, and perhaps, most critically, the US blessing. Because in case you didn't know, US Congress has decided that Israeli energy is in the highest national security interests of Washington. So DC was only too happy for Tel Aviv to become a key global player. After all, it had itself previously mulled over ways in which to make its 51st state a window onto Europe. 
Another interesting application of nuclear excavation would be a sea-level canal 160 miles long across Israel connecting the Mediterranean with the Gulf of Aqaba and thus the Red Sea and the Indian Ocean. Such a canal would be a strategically valuable alternate to the present Suez Canal. The Suez Canal is a gold mine. It connects the Mediterranean Sea to the Indian Ocean via the Red Sea. It is the link between Asia and Europe. Every day, almost 3 million barrels of oil, 8% of global LNG, 50 ships, $9 billion worth of cargo, 12% of global trade all pass along this right here single canal. Remember in 2021 how a container ship ran aground in the Suez? Global trade was brought to its knees. The alternative route via the Cape of Good Hope adds around nine days and 7,000 kilometers to the journey. There is no replacement for the Suez Canal, except perhaps for the Ben Gurion Canal. Now, what the US had been thinking about back in the 60s was dropping 520 nukes on parts of Israel, all to build a 260 kilometer long canal that would start at the Red Sea down there in the port city of Eilat, run through the Negev Desert and pour out into the Mediterranean. Where exactly? Right next to northern Gaza, the same northern Gaza that is currently being bombarded and depopulated. Egypt and its money-making Suez Canal would just be sidelined. The same Egypt that, rumor has it, is now considering taking in refugees in exchange for debt relief by the US. And if you think it's, it's crude of me to talk business during times of an existential war, think again. The winning companies have committed to unprecedented investment in natural gas exploration over the next three years, which would hopefully result in the discovery of new natural gas reservoirs. In recent weeks, Tel Aviv has handed out 12 new licenses to six companies, on top of the plan to tap more of the Gaza marine resources. This area is a strategic gold mine. The Israelis have their largest foreign base down the Red Sea, just off Eritrea. And here, a bit further down, Beijing has a naval base in Djibouti, a key piece in its enormous global infrastructure project, the Belt and Road, hated by London, Brussels and Washington alike. Always ask yourself, qui bono, who benefits? Because war is horror and war is hell. But never forget that war, above all else, is big business. See fam, this is what we getting right now, man. Y'all don't understand this. They they sitting up here destroying all these countries, man, just to get get rich, make money. That's why the people, the Muslim countries, the Arabs, the, all them, they gonna have to step up. They gonna have to figure out what they need to do to be successful. Because these people already got a game plan. You heard, you already heard it said in the 60s what they was planning on doing. Now they're getting this and they're going to do it. And mark my word, they're going to do it. Because the earth is given to the hands of the wicked. And greed is, all, is the master of all good. And, and you saying... They destroying all these people's lives. They killing all these people. They doing all these terrible things to these people. And they ain't even the people in supposed to be in that land. 
and then they try to make get get all this resources. This is what they're gonna do. They're gonna get all this resources, and then they're gonna make um, and get all this money in business. They're gonna be they're gonna make Israel just like the United States. Israel gonna be just like the United States, big and big and bully right. So they're gonna be running Iran and all this other stuff. And one thing y'all didn't peep, fam. I ain't, I, I don't think y'all be peeping stuff. <clears throat> he said, "This is what he said. Rewind it. They're gonna try to do it and send it to the European countries. Why is always when they find something, it always got to go to the European countries? What is European country? The non-pigmentation and non-melanated people." Why I can't go to uh, um, lead to everybody, uh, other people that got um, melanating in it, that's really need that. They ain't saying nothing about um, 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 Nigeria, Ghana, and all these other African places that needs resources because the, uh, because Israel is right in Africa. And then they trick y'all talking about some Middle East. You look in the map and look all the way through that continent and see if it's on the same plane. Get your old map, man. Because they already did the crafty council to the to to the old map. So when you get the old map, you you get the new map. New map ain't showing you nothing. You got to get the old map to find out what the real thing is. And they making canals out there. So they're making canals out there so they can get in and get out and all these little crafty councils that they tried to do. And you heard my man said they're designers. They are the devil. And how in the heck you gonna go come to the table with the devil? How in the heck you gonna shake hands with the devil? How in the heck you gonna have a conversation with the devil? Because everything he doing is crafty council. And what comes out of crafty counsel and this wickedness. And we can see this all over the world, how wicked these things are. We can see how the people doing things and how they saying things and all this other thing. And the Bible continues saying the earth is given to the hands of the wicked. You know, and the Bible already says also an eye for an eye, a two for a two. A, lead, a limb for a limb. So the Bible says that. So if the Bible says the eye for an eye and the tooth for a tooth and the foot for a foot and the arm for an arm, what makes if somebody else can do the eye for an eye and the foot for a foot that nobody can't do it until you? Until we start built going back and but. And, and reciprocating the eye for an eye and the tooth for a tooth thing, and then people be back on their good foot because nobody don't want the eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth unless you're wicked and want to bring the smoke. A lot of people don't want no smoke, but Israel wants some smoke, y'all. To me, I think Israel thinking that, like the Bible said in the book of Obadiah. Who can bring me down? And you seeing that how they got the arrogancy of the United States. Who can bring me down? And of course, you know, you see a United States seeing all that. 
ching, 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 and all that extra money going over there because that's the reason Israel over there. They funded and built Israel to come over there so they so they can be the spy over in that land and stealing people resources and being sneaky and slick with it with their intelligences. But you know, my heart goes out to the Gazian people and because of the crafty council that um, Israel is going out here doing in the name of in the name of greed and and Zionist so we got to realize this and stop trying to figure out Israel doing right Israel chose the people look how if they was to chose the people why they keep throwing me in wicked the most high is showing y'all the most high is opening up this book this most high is showing y'all what's going to happen. And he got his watchmen out there narrating to all these people to get yourself right and be looking up in the sky because there's going to be some stuff going to happen. But most of us wicked, of course. The most I already said we was wicked, hard-headed. So... Some of us gonna grow soft-headed, and some of us gonna grow, continue being hard-headed. Let's analyze. Since the 7th of October, we face extermination, killing, bombing falling over our heads. All, all of this of front of the world. They lie to the world that they kill the parties, but they kill the people of Gaza. Their dreams and their future. Kids of Gaza run out of death once and once. We come to Al Shifa Hospital to keep us from bombing. We suddenly run out of death more after bombing the hospital. The occupation is starving us. We don't find water, food, and and we drink from the unusable water. We come now to shout and invite you to protect us. We want to live, we want peace, we want to judge the killers we, of, of children. We want medicine, food, and education. And we want to live as the other children live. I can't believe I have to say this, but P- Palestinian people are not disposable. We are human beings, just like anyone else. My city, my grandmother, like all Palestinians, just wants to live her life with freedom and human dignity we all deserve. Speaking up to save lives, Mr. Chair, no matter faith, no matter ethnicity, should not be controversial in this chamber. The cries of the Palestinian and cho- Palestinian and Israeli children sound no different to me. Why? What? I don't understand. Is why the cries of Palestinians sound different to you all. 71% of Michigan Democrats support a ceasefire. So you can try to censor me, but you can't silence their voices. 
I urge my colleagues to join with the majority of Americans and support a ceasefire now to save as many lives as possible. President Biden must listen to and represent all of us, not just some of us. I urge the president to have the courage to call for a ceasefire and the end of killings. And I can't believe I have to continue saying this myself. You know, the non-pigmentation man and a non-pigmentation woman doesn't understand the value of remorse, empathy, understanding, compassion, sympathizing. Why I say that is, I tell the world, Pakistan, and all over this world, that how bad they did off my forefathers, how ruthless they did my forefathers, and continue doing it. You think they give a uck about y'all? We live with these people for 400 years. Day, night, hours, minutes, months, seconds. You know what I'm saying? Through the holidays, through the bad days, through the good days. We live in this country with these people that hated us and did all these restless things to us. We try to build, they tear it down. We try to stay by ourselves, they come over here and start blowing and everything else up. If they had the nerve to blow our, America had the nerve to blow Black Wall Street up, declare war in America against us for us not doing nothing for to them. What in the hell you think they think about y'all? And we right here with them. We know what type of people they are. See, nobody, see, people don't want to hear this because this opened up old wounds. And a lot of people like to open up, a lot of people like to trying to keep the casket closed. They got the, but this right here, this, what they did to my forefather, is a shallow grave. You can smell the body. You can see the blood in the earth. They don't have no remorse. All they think about is European nation. And all we think about killing each other and we looking at each other like we enemies. And the, the enemies are the people that's over here cultivating and destroying and everything people lives in the name of greed and wickedness. And y'all continue pleading to these people. And when you go and do your investigation, you can just see how wicked it is. Just start going to the 80s. Just start going to the 80s and just seeing how it progressively become wicked. 
That's why I say, y'all young fellas out there and and, 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 and half of the people that's not around my age, y'all in the middle of the move. You know, I may not know the whole beginning of it, goddamn, I'm I'm in the I'm a strong part in the movie. Letting you know what type of people you're dealing with, how society is, and the game is rigged, and all they keep telling you to go to school, go to school, so y'all can be football players and basketball players and continue, you know, being serving to a doggone slave master. And they got so much crap to counsel. That's why I don't understand why the world believe everything these clowns say. Now, if somebody telling you something from hands-on experience, from eye-to-eye contact, from heartache, abuse, manipulation, crafty counseling, somebody been through that and seen that and see what type of people they are, why, why are you going to second guess? Why would I have? a reason to lie or why would any other black man of conscious mind or any other black woman of conscious mind would be able to sit here and tell a lie about what had happened our history our, our genocide when we talk about our genocide it's a problem but nobody don't want to talk about our genocide just like a, it brings out old wounds So, through our genocide, we could tell you how the Caucasian man woman is and the non-pigmentation man is. We could tell you that. We just, and make it so bad, y'all, we don't even really, half of us don't really want to deal with them. We just have to tolerate. We just tolerate these people. And it's different it's a difference from living with people and tolerating people. And we're not living in a community of living with people. We in here tolerating people. We tolerating the non-pigmentation man and the non-pigmentation woman. This is what we are, we are tolerating in America we're not free we don't have free mind we ain't at peace we in prison or war but y'all don't even hear y'all sitting up here believing all the hype what these clowns telling y'all but when the common man sitting up here telling y'all what these clowns are capable of doing will do and don't have no remorse doing it You look at me like I'm crazy. But you like, like my mama say, a hard head, a hard head soon, a hit dog will soon holler. She said, being hard headed, a hit dog will soon holler. So some of y'all gonna start hollering. Because the most people, because when you really sit down and talk to a black man and a black woman, and they sit down here and be reasonable and tell you uh, the pain or it, <clears throat> if they, you know, half of them, 
half of them clownish anyway because they don't know who they are but the ones that are conscious to know who they are and what they support you know who their ancestors and stuff is it tapped into their spiritual indulgement most of most of these black men and black women are not touched into their spiritual heritage so you ask him a question about what was goes on how what capable of the Caucasian man and the Caucasian woman or the non-pigmentation man or the non-pigmentation woman or the non-melanated man or the non-melanated woman how how did how genocide did they do what genocide how they how they had a hand in our genocide that's all you had to ask them ask the Caucasian man or any other Caucasian man, non-pigmentation man, or non-melanated man. What was their part in our genocide? Ask them. They ain't got nothing to say. They ain't nothing to do. What's your nation part in our genocide? You may not have nothing to do with it, but your nation has something to do with it. So what is your nation of non-pigmentation man and non-pigmentation woman had to do with in our genocide. Yeah, that's what you hear. Sound of chirping, crickets, all that a brother heard. See, the first thing they come out is, but that's why you had to reword it. What did how did your forefather, how did the non-pigmentation man and the non-pigmentation woman or the non-melanated man or non-melanated woman have their hands in our genocide of a nation? Yeah, man, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. So, do you think it should be an eye for an eye? A two for a two, a foot for a foot, a leg for a leg, or a neck for a neck. I studied the Bible so I know it well. Yeah, can't let nobody make myself a cell. Can't even lie, yeah, I still struggle, but I know myself. I fear God, I told him I don't want to go to hell. Pray for the sermon, I'll be asking what's the gift in me. Must be this music, cause the world think I'm so sick with it. I switch my style, some people love it, some trying to get with it. I think what matters most is I'm living out what's God written. I make mistakes, but I embrace them, I'm still human. I escape from that place that made me feel ruined. So every day I still chase what I think I'm losing. And pray to God in the end that I don't look stupid. Why do I feel I'm unable, double-minded, I'm unstable? Want to put all me on the table so God can make me an angel. Was living life like Cain, cause I was jealous of Abel. God told me, look up, child, I just want to save you. I need to hear your voice in life so I I could get through this for you i shoot for the stars every time and i don't miss every time i drop a hit i still don't feel the bliss and deep down i know it's only because i'm still living in sin you transform my pen they laughed at me now i'm laughing with them transform my gifts so now i can't even rap with them i need to use my talents because the devil be distracting them